All right, so we're back with part two of this was the summer of 2006. And really, I don't even know what I'm going to call this podcast, but this is part two of whatever we're going to call it. All right. And just get a gauge right now, guys, how imperfect this whole podcast thing that is. I'm in my car right now. Oh, by the way, full disclosure, I'm no longer in the Kia right now. I'm in a brand new 2020 Maxima. Pretty souped up deal, white Maxima, leather interior. I know. Don't yet, don't hate me for it. I had to. We had to get rid of our Camry, and so you know, I'm all, I'm out car shopping, and uh, we got rid of the Camry. The lease was up because I got it three years ago last week, and uh, yeah, so I dialed up a little bit from your boy. I still have the Kia, but my daughter Madeline's driving it around because she's now working on her summer job while she's going to uh, summer school at University of Cincinnati before she goes back there in the fall. So anyway, I'm. I'm not in the Kia right now. I will be. I'll be in and out of that. I'm just, I happen to be in a brand new Maxima that's about a week old. That new car smell. Uh, so anyway, boy, how fast time flies, man. Three years ago, I had my live event. If you were at the live event I had in Cincinnati and holy smokes, gave the commencement address at my high school that week as well. Holy crap. That was amazing. What an amazing time. June of 17. So back to the summer of 2006, I was just swimming in gratitude. I could not believe how much my life had changed for the better. I was worried. I was so worried. I was up at night. I was stressed out. I was losing weight. I remember seeing photos and I looked unhealthy. I just looked on, I looked worried. And this was, you know, when I was going through all that stuff and then met with a bankruptcy attorney in the latter part of the summer of 2005 and went back to my job. It was just nuts, man. But then things started to get better. And in the summer of 2006, I really wasn't a runner, but I started running outside because I had this armband with this little iPad, iPod Nano that I even know what it was. But it, I was like, how does it hold 100 songs? Oh, my God. Can you imagine how, where you'd put 100 cassette tapes? So I remember swimming in gratitude, listening to audio motivation like you're listening to right now, thinking, wow, I know now that I can fall pretty far and I can bounce back. And that really was the message as I was going on that run. And I, rem- I just, when I was on the run this morning, albeit I'm running a little bit slower now at the age of 52 than I was at 37, but I remember that, you know, I, I just, I could not believe that I could do that much damage to myself psychologically and be able to bounce back. And so how did I do that? Like, how did all that happen? Well, first of all, it wasn't me. It was God. All right. I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe he came and died for all of our sins. So we don't have to be perfect. Like, we don't, we don't got to worry about anything. There's no need to worry. It's already been done. It's done. Like, that's as Christians. So that may or may not resonate with you based on your own belief. But if you're wondering kind of where my mindset was, I was praising God the entire time I was running around the neighborhood. Like, wow, thank you, God. Thank you, God. I promise I'll never do this again. Well, that was a lie because I didn't know I was going to lie at the time, but that was a lie. I've done a lot of stupid things um, since then. But I remember thinking, I don't deserve this grace. I'll gladly accept it. But there's no way I could ever pay this back to my Lord and Savior. There's just no way. So I remember thinking that. And then I was also thinking, okay, so what am I going to do with this? Like now what am I going to do with this second chance that I've been given? And I started thinking about leaving my job again because it was starting. I've started all the political crap was coming back again, and it's like people were jealous of my results and jealous they thought I was getting special treatment. I actually had my boss, my boss, who I hired just six months prior to that because I was running the show, so I was bringing in all these people to hire. It's funny, man. You ever, if you've never been the guy or the girl running something. And then have to go way back. I imagine this doesn't happen to hardly anybody. but And then go way back to the very bottom. And then report to everybody who used to work for you. It's a wild 
psychological experiment. That's the best way I can phrase it, a psychological experiment. It's crazy, man. So many egos involved. And if you never, if you ever wondered the power of ego, do that. Like, check out people's egos when they're, when they're, you know, in that corporate environment, that corporate pyramid. It's crazy, man. I can't, that's a whole different podcast. But yeah, the guy that was, you know, I was quote unquote reporting to, I was making him look like a king because he's my manager getting overrides on my results, you know, getting all the accolades. Wow, great job, great job. And he's there in the office on a Sunday like he's inside Watergate trying to find file cabinets in my little cubicle area and in the back office of how I could possibly be writing this high of sales numbers. There's no way. It's just you can't do it. He, him, thought I was cheating, like cheating. It's just so stupid. So if my own boss, you know, thinks I'm a criminal just because I'm doing that well, think about that, okay? So when you start doing well, people are going to think you're cutting corners, you're getting special treatment. Has that ever happened to you? Or maybe this, maybe you've gotten into the best shape of your life at one time. Maybe you are now, and people think you're just so lucky. Oh, you're so lucky. You're genetic. You don't even have to work, and you look that good. You know, have you ever had that happen? Or how about this one? The must be nice crowd. Must be nice. It must be nice to have that new car. It must be nice to have that house. You know, oh yeah, that house that I live in now that's half the size of what I used to live in in the little McMansion because we had a baby who was born at one pound six years ago. That must be nice. What must be nice? The 221 days going up and down I-71 to Children's Hospital after we dropped our kids at school, middle school and elementary school and high school, and then spent six hours at the NICU staring at our baby, wondering if that was going to be the last day that we spent with her. That part of the must be nice? Or maybe it was the must be nice when she got traked. And I was speaking at an event in Orlando, and my wife sent me a photo of my baby who didn't even look anything like my baby because she now had a trach in her neck. And I was supposed to get on stage so I could feed my family. That must be nice. Or what about when she came home from the hospital? And oh, by the way, all of these nine months still raising teenage girls. Do you think raising teenage girls is difficult? A little bit. Would you want to throw in a preemie born at one pound who spent nine months at Children's, came home on a trach, a ventilator, a G-tube, didn't sleep for two years and never went on a date with my significant other? Do you that part of the must be nice? Yeah, we ended up in that house because we decided that priorities, we we found out the main thing in our life was not the house. The main thing was our family. So we cut out all the square footage that we weren't using. The dining room we never dined in, the study that we never studied in, the 1,300 square foot finished basement that nobody ever used. Yeah, it is kind of nice understanding that your life doesn't revolve around material things. So if you're saying that it must be nice, it is. So where was I? I get fired up because you're going to, when, when you, it's not even if, and you may be experiencing this right now, when you start to have success, the must be nice crowd is going to find you. And they're not even going to know any of the, any of the pain or any of the experiences that you had. And here's the best part. You ain't even done showing them yet. Like you're, like you're thinking, you're impressed with this? Let me tell you something. I ain't even close to being done with this story. Like I've got so much further to go. So if you're threatened by this part of my success, oh my gosh, you better, you better go in hiding for the next five to 10 years because it's only going to get better for me and worse for you. And I look back on that part and I, when I was starting to podcast and gaining a little bit of confidence, I, I had unreasonable expectations. Like I was still dreaming 
of being a public speaker. And that was another thing I really thank God for was a few months prior to that, I got an opportunity to give my first keynote address at the Kenwood Country Club here in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I, you know, it was amazing, you know, speaking for an hour. I'd never spoken in public, never been paid to speak or anything like that. And that gave me just what it gave me the confidence, you know, and that all of that, all of that, just to let you know in this podcast, part one and part two, that your best days haven't even happened yet. No matter how low you are or, or even how high you are right now thinking, man, it doesn't get better. It gets better. I didn't think it'd get better than it did back then, but it's going to get a little bit worse again. So that's kind of, eh, can we do just kind of a reality check? It's going to get worse again. And then it's going to get better. And then it's going to get worse again. And then it's going to get better. But here's the one thing you really got to understand. And then it all ends. We all have an end date. We all have an expiration date. And I think that is the ultimate equalizer in how we find success. Because you got to have that sense of urgency. Like, are you really going to get married to that job for another 20 years? Are you really going to pretend like you're happy doing something that you're not happy doing? I mean, how much longer are you going to do that for? You know, and that when I work with people one on one, I'm like, look, man, we got to get going. We're not waiting. You know, sometimes you do got to hurry up and wait. Like, you can't rush the process. You know, if you heard my interview with uh, my buddy Bob the other day on here, we talked about the butterfly. You know, you rip the wings. You got to let that caterpillar develop into a butterfly because if you rip the wings off a butterfly, it doesn't go back to being a caterpillar. It just becomes a non-functional butterfly. You just can't, you know, so you have to allow that, that whole cocoon, that process, that blooming, all of that to happen. And then what it does, go fly, you know, go have fun, enjoy. There's, this is not supposed to be, when you talk about work, work to me is something that you do because you have to. The whole everyday of Saturday message is when you're ready you and I work together, or I'm actually coming out with a brand new course. I'll talk about it in, in the coming podcast that for those of you who can't right now financially afford to work together one-on-one, -on -one, you can have all the intellectual property and go through it at your own pace, you know, all the videos and the training that I'll be creating for you. But either way, understand that this is not work. This is an opportunity for you to get going with this passion that has been burning inside of you for the longest time. And every day that you allow to go that you don't do something about it is, I'm telling you, man, I don't even know. Wasted time is not even the proper explanation for it. It's way worse than that because there's, there's this is such a limited time we have in this zone. You know, some at some point your faculties may leave you when you get older, you know, or maybe physically you won't be able to do it when you get older or something. Like it can happen in an instant, you know? So understand, take advantage of right now, this time was, I think about running through that neighborhood in June of 2006. And I think I always go back. And when I was running this morning, it's just wild how I had almost like that flashback. Like, man, I feel that same kind of gratitude now. Like, thank you, God, for giving me everything I've got right now. Everything I got right now. I don't need any more. I'm going to get more. You know, I'm going to get more clients. I'm going to create more products. I'm going to speak on more stages, but I don't need that. It's not like my ego needs that. I'm doing that because I have so much gratitude and I'm so happy that I'm able to actually deliver that. That's why, you know, when you come at it from that point, then you have no problem creating any content or getting going because it's not about you. It's about all the other people that you're impacting in a positive way. So I hope you enjoyed part one and part two. I'll figure out the name. We'll throw it up there. And again, Make sure you leave a five-star rating wherever you get your podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you get the podcast from. I would greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, I'm always looking for amazing clients. Just be ready to get going. Okay, get on my calendar. Go to launchwithsam.com.
That's launchwithsam.com. And just to qualify, when I say be ready to get going, be ready to make an investment in yourself, all right, and be ready to get going the next day because we're going to schedule our first coaching call very quickly after this time that we speak on the phone. I want to work with you. I really do because I know the best results come from working together one-on-one. All right, go to launchwithsam.com. Have the best day of our... Thank you for listening to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. Still fired up and want more of Sam Crowley? Be sure to visit everydayissaturday.com. And don't forget to follow Sam on Twitter at Sam Crowley. Let Sam know you're listening. Use hashtag Every Day is Saturday.